0: podcast hosted by me your main man blackout bringing you all this glorious news we have i won't say glorious but all this news we have going on this week there's a lot of stuff going on a lot of things to talk about hopefully i can get it all to you or rather give you my opinion on everything that's been happening first of all i want to send my condolences out to the people of new york city and the terrible attack that happened out there i don't know How do you determine if it's a terrorist attack or not? Attack or not, I just know some terrible shit happened, and that individual was a coward for doing what he did. That's just, that's something I can never respect. I don't know what type of attention he was trying to garner or what point he was trying to prove, but in my eyes it was just a cowardly act, and that's just not to be tolerated. Also, as of today, Sunday, There was a shooting in Texas where, like, 20 people were killed. And it just makes me think, like, what's going on with the world? What's happening right now? Why are people all of a sudden going crazy? I'm not not saying all of a sudden. I know things like this have been happening throughout history, but it just seems like it's been more common than not these days. And it, it irritates me. It bugs me. It scares me. It makes me angry because... And when I was growing up, I just don't remember hearing about this stuff. And the people the people is like senseless victims, like crimes that are being committed for no damn reason. I'm talking, not like a regular crime. I'm talking about violent crimes, people shooting stuff up. Like it doesn't make sense. I don't know how we can fix it. I'm looking at DC. <laughs> what can we do? But as soon as I look at DC, the first thing I see is you got people Getting about to get arrested or about to be questioned or, or taken into custody or whatever. For campaign tampering or tampering with the election, I know Special Investigator Mueller is on his is in his bag right now, and uh, he's he's coming for him. I think he got they got Manafort and Papadopoulos. I think he's already on their heads, and we'll see where these dominoes lead as they continue to fall. But it just goes to show that you can never. Give people too much credit regardless of the job they have people have flaws and people in those positions have to they have to do things to get in that spot so it doesn't surprise me when stuff like this pops up it just it surprises me that they actually got caught and that it got publicized i'm not surprised that it happened given you know the current people we have running things it's all it's been a rumor that's been out there for a while so i'm not even surprised that they found evidence, or what they think is evidence, I'm just surprised that it actually got out in the media. This is something that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I'll say 12 years ago would have been kept private. Nobody would have ever known about it. And if we really look at it, how long is this going to be in the media cycle anyway? After a few weeks, it's probably going to disappear from the headlines, and even if these cats are found guilty, nothing will probably happen to them. They'll probably get a slap on the wrist or sent to some cushy federal prison and who knows, once we forget about their names, they'll probably be freed, names changed, sent somewhere. But the average dude selling crack, oh no, nah, he's gonna be put he's gonna be put in the jail with, with the worst people you can find. The guy who was just affecting, you know, negatively, I'll give you that, but negatively affecting a few people in his neighborhood, oh yeah, but you're gonna put him in there with killers and rapists and all that. But people who were interfering, and talking to another country and uh, potentially affecting the nation, which in turn affects the world. Now nah, they'll probably get a slap on the wrist. That's what connections and money will do for you. You don't have to be held accountable for your actions. But hopefully, I'm wrong about this. I don't want to be right. Hopefully, I'm wrong, because people who do things like this tend to slip away. You forget their names. I mean, if you got if you're traveling around and you're a known person, you got cell phones and different names. It won't surprise me who'd you get it from. How did you get it? It's my belief that that individual is probably doing what they were told to do. Probably just a fall person. And he's going to take the loss, probably get paid, and when we forget about him in the news cycle, he'll disappear from the public eye and go on living a happy life. That's That's what I predict is going to happen. Maybe that's just a conspiracy theorist inside me, but that's just the way I see things. It's coming out now that the DNC was rigged, which people thought already happened. Like we, we knew like people who lean democratically pretty much knew like, okay, there's no way Bernie Sanders is losing by that much. And it's coming out that that might've been, it's the speculation that it was rigged or whatever. And I'm just like, yep, yeah, big surprise. A, a prominent career politician uses money and influence to lean something in their way. Like it's, it's to be expected. My thing is that the fact that it's news is what surprised me, like it actually came out. They actually came out and said XYZ was attached to this. And somebody went as far as to put it in their book and make it like real public knowledge. So we'll we'll see where this goes in the next couple of weeks. Where it just goes to show when when you're involved in politics or anything in DC, you gotta be careful about everything you say. About who you talk to, what you do, what type of paper trail you leave, Just chasing that paper can get you in trouble. It can cost you a whole lot. You hear about these people getting caught up in sexual assault scandals, everything. So when you mess around with D.C. and the politics, you're putting yourself in the spot to get jammed up real quick. And one thing you do, one text message, one phone call, one unwanted physical contact, that can shut down your whole career. I mean, you can even do something that's small maybe, at the inauguration and <laughs> your career could be shut down. Right, Chrisette Michelle? I don't know what she was thinking. I don't know how a person from that, what I'm assuming her background is, could actually go and sing at that inauguration and not think there was going to be backlash. It's like you turned your back on your whole fan base. Now, I know there are some blacks and other minorities that support Trump, and that's that's cool whatever I disagree with them as a minority I, I don't see how the Republican Party as a whole not say, even saying specifically them I don't see how the Republican Party does anything in favor of minorities at least on the surface like I may be wrong like I I feel like Democrats do things to hinder us I don't think they're out there to help us either but I definitely don't see how the Republican Party is out there trying to help us in my eyes they're out there trying to support the conservatives and the people with money and influence, not the everyday American citizen, especially the everyday minority citizen. So for you to sing at the Republican candidate's inauguration, let it let alone the person that was being inaugurated, says a lot about you. And like most I'm assuming most black people like me don't want to hear that. "Whoa, it's me? Shit. Why is everybody turning their back on me? Or I I thought I would have had more support or they're killing me on the internet. Yeah, you goddamn right. You goddamn right. Because I would feel like if it was an artist like, say, I like Jay-Z. Jay-Z's like my favorite artist, right? So if, if that was Jay-Z, I would feel like he turned his back on me. Like he turned his back on the whole demographic that supported him. And I wouldn't be able to, you couldn't make me understand, like, why would you do something like that and then expect to receive that love. Now, everybody's grown. Everybody has freedom and rights to do whatever they want. But when you're in a consumer-based business, it it doesn't make sense for you to do something counter to your fan base. And not like I said, everybody's their own person. We all have to live our life for ourselves, but don't be on Facebook pouting or whatever social media site you were on talking about, they dropped me. Yeah, of course they dropped you. That's because you're messing with a business. I don't care who you brought or who you thought you brought or what your purpose was there. It didn't work. You got played. You got played. I don't know what you thought you were going to be able to change or who you brought with you that you thought was going to be able to change something there. If it was anything short of Barack Obama <laughs> that you had in your corner when you went there and were expecting to talk to people, you you, you fucked up. I, I hate to say it like that, but you fucked up. And I don't know if you're going to be able to come back from this. I'm I'm pretty sure, like, she's more, she's R&B, closer to Neo-Soul. So that tells me, when I look, when I think about your audience, your demographics are probably black women, black women, some black men from age maybe 28 to 45, that's probably the demographic you're catching with your records and everything. So, and I'm pretty sure a large percentage of them lean liberal Democrat. That's I'm just giving you history. So I don't know what you would expect it to accomplish. And I I could if that's what you really want to do, good on you, kudos for trying to make change and affect the world or affect the nation, however you thought was gonna happen, but that that's a politician's job. You you must have been going there with like a major key, like a DJ Khaled level key to think you were gonna affect change at the White House by you going there singing a the damn song. And I don't wanna hear the Oh, I did it for my country, trash. That's not true. That's not true. If you did it for your country, you would have did it for free. I'm pretty sure you went there to get a bag, as the kids say, to get that check. I highly doubt you went there without getting paid a significant sum of money. You had, there had to be something financial in it for you, because I can't see you being willing to put yourself out there to go sing for this individual and not expect backlash. Like I saw the interview in The Breakfast Club, and people were telling you not to do it, and those were the people that actually cared about you. <laughs> and I know some, and there may be some of those who cared about you who was like, "It's you should do it if you really want to do it. Go out there and make a change." But you, hey, you could have made a change a different way. You could have took that money you got from that or got, that you could have got from that inauguration and started like a charity or something, or whatever. But not going on this freaking pity tour, like. Don't, like, feel bad for me. I didn't mean it that way. It's too late. You already did it, and you can't take that back. You played yourself, and in turn, you kind of played us. And the puppet master sitting back there like, ha-ha, I got one of you guys to come singing my shit. That's how it made me feel. And, like, I just can't respect that move. I can't. When you're a public figure, you got to do things smart. You got to think about what do you stand for and who are you willing to stand next to. Because if you stand next to the wrong person, it can adversely, adversely excuse me, affect what you stand for or at least what you thought you stood for or what the people that look at you and listen to your stuff thought you stood for. And she played herself, and now she has to deal with the consequences. My record label dropped me. Of course they would. Of course they would. You don't think if a Wiley Let's say a widely successful artist who was on the conservative side went flip sides all of a sudden, started performing at Democratic rallies or just said, hey, I'm in support of Black Lives Matter. What you think is going to happen to their contract? They, they about to be done. Let um. Let Hank Williams from Monday night from, from the NFL shit, let them go up there and say, I'm in support of Black Lives Matter. Won't be no, are you ready for some football shit no more? Hell no, nah, they're going to move on to somebody else. They're not going to deal with him. And anybody, if he's even signed to a record label, he's getting dropped. Because in that quick movement, you're going to lose your whole fan base. Because of <laughs> the people that usually, I'm going to say usually, support country music are not in support of anything close or related to Black Lives Matter. And now all in are kneeling for the flag they're against all that. So, like, the same thing that happened to you would have probably happened to them. So just, you have to think about what you're doing when you're in a public eye like that. Who you willing to stand next to, and what you stand for, especially when you're in the, in the, the uh, entertainment business, because entertainment, other than politics, is the one thing that as soon as you, soon as you do something wrong, well, that and sports. As soon as you do something wrong, they are coming for you. Look at Kevin Spacey. He just, he just got accused of groping young men and coming out as bisexual or gay or whatever, they, they already taking House of Cards off of Netflix. It's to the point, once you mess up, they don't have nothing to do with you. If he would've came out and said, hey, I've been in the closet, I've been gay this whole time, nothing would've happened. People would've been like, okay, you're gay? Cool, my guy. live your life. Do what you do out there. But the fact that you were groping people and people been complaining about this shit, nah fam, you gotta go. You gotta go. And anybody that knew about it needs to go too. Because they just open the floodgates for other people to be groped and molested by people like people like yourself. Because I can guarantee you, he's not the only one out there doing it. Anybody that's a gatekeeper with power that can influence somebody else's career, any—I I just feel like there's got to be. It's like a probably like a a secret club of people who do this type of shit. Because there's definitely other people that know. And they, the shit continues to happen. Like, even if it wasn't you, if you know about it, you should have said something. You at least should have checked them and been like, hey, man, I heard that you're doing this. And I got to come ask you. I heard it from multiple people. Is this true? If so, you need to cut it out and come out and apologize to these people or I'm going to do it for you. Like, force the hand. Don't let these people continue to be in these situations where they have access to people who they can affect and they can manipulate their mind and let them abuse them like that, that's ridiculous. These people need to be stopped, and I'm i am be honest with you, I was a Kevin Spacey fan, I thought he was a great actor. But the fact that he's groping people, it just, I can't rock with that. That's thats something I can't respect. We're all people and we all have family and friends and loved ones and I would hate for somebody to do something like that to, some, to somebody I care about. So I can't support that. As much as I, I like his work, I cannot support an individual that does that and then hides behind the shield of, oh, I'm I'm in power, I have money, I'm important. Nah, you a sucker in my opinion. You a sucker because if, if you would have outright came out and said, yeah, I did this, I made a mistake, maybe I could have looked at it differently if you was out here asking for help. But no, you did this throughout your career and you affected people. Just like Harvey Weinstein, you you're a predator. And people like that got to be dealt with. I'm not saying you got to chop their hands off like they, like the you know the legends that they do in Arab, in Arab countries, but I'm not opposed to it. If you got multiple counts of molesting people, you don't need them damn hands. You don't care about them. Go ahead and get, get one of them hands up. But if you can't bear to give up a hand, both hands, give up a hand and a foot, so you can see how it is to live your life hindered. Because I guarantee those actions are affecting people that you've molested or abused or however you want to put it, groped. They got to live with that shit for the rest of their lives. And you took a piece of them, and they'll never get it back because you decided to be a damn creep. So hopefully he gets everything that comes to him. Um, it's a damn shame he was a good actor, but he's a, a bad person. So he has to take that out and and move on with his life. And I don't know if he's going to be getting jail time. I don't know if he's getting sued. I don't know what's going on behind it. But it's a, it's a damn shame that that happened for so many years and nobody said anything and nobody said the damn thing it's a sick sad world we live in when you when you like me and you try to pay attention to a little bit of news and i got overwhelmed and i'm i'm looking for stuff to put on this podcast and i'm going i'm trying to learn how to navigate twitter and i go through moments and i see something about ape trafficking and i'm like i didn't know people were trafficking apes like i've heard of exotic animals but never like monkeys like not like a big ass monkey like that I remember that one lady had a gorilla <laughs> who ripped off her friend's face. But I had never really looked into anything about ape trafficking. And on the whim I just came across it. And a part of like the, the headline from the article was was crazy and I had to actually read through it. I'm like, I wanna know if this is just like a like a like a hot take or a buzzword or something they put in here. But I actually read through and apparently the ape trade is huge. And there's this, I forgot his name, but there's this guy who was on the crusade to shut the ape trick down. I think he was in Thailand or in Indonesia somewhere. And they found a female orangutan who was shaved and had her working in the brothel as a prostitute. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but that is, that is gross. It's incredibly gross. Like, I read this whole thick-ass article just because I saw that. And I was like, "That's that's that's so weird. Like, I didn't know there was a thing for shaved monkeys. I didn't know people had weird tastes like that. And it, yeah, it just it, uh, it shocked me a little bit. I read it and I had to sit back and just think of my life. Like, people are really out here pimping monkeys, shaving them down and pimping them monkeys. Like, do people not know? Like, were they not able to tell, or was that a part of the fetish? Like, I want you to bring me." A big ass monkey but I want this monkey to be clean shaven oh man J- just you know th- like as I say it think about it it kind of makes me a little sick but I had to share that with y'all because that's that's one story that blew my mind get shaved orangutan was being pimped out as a prostitute man that's 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 disturbing man um other than that, I don't know really. I haven't really been keeping up with the politics side, but I have been keeping up with sports. And oh boy, oh man, I'm glad I waited to record this shit so I can say this. <laughs> Bermain Stavern, I, I don't know what he is. The big Haitian cat, the boxer that fought Deontay Wilder. <laughs> boy, my man got his light put the fuck out. Now, I'm not a boxer. I've never been in a boxing ring. I've been in a few fights, and I know enough. You know what? Anytime, any given day, any place, anywhere, somebody can get laid the fuck out. And my man, and I know they got to they talk tough at the press conference and stuff, but he he was talking real tough. And I know he's an experienced heavyweight, and Deontay Wilder is a newer guy. He's not, you know, exactly new, but he hasn't been in the game as long as tavern and my man, Vern was at the press conference talking just, talking big. Like, he just talking shit to Deontay Wilder's friends and, his you know, his entourage. The whole time, Deontay Wilder just sitting there, like, like, as I'm watching this, I'm looking, I'm looking at him, like, thinking, like, I know what happened, but I haven't seen it yet. So once I saw the actual fighting results, I'm, I'm thinking back, looking, like, he was probably sitting there like, yeah, okay, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I, when I tell you I don't know if it's because it was like a a Facebook video clip I saw. (laughs) When I tell you, I don't think that fight lasted 30 heartbeats. (laughs) He came out there and slugged his ass. (laughs) I mean, the highlights look like the whole, must have been the whole fight. Because he came out there and gave him a straight right and knocked his ass flat on his back. My my man got up, got hit a couple more times, dropped again. (laughs) He got up a third time and got his ass whacked. Yo, Wilder had that boy laid up on the ropes, looking like fucking earthworm Jim. His whole body went limp. It was hilarious, man. Uh, that's what you get, though, bro. You is I know it's a it's a combat sport, it's a fighting sport. And everybody in boxing, you gotta go up there and you gotta be a man. You gotta be a man, but I tell you like I tell you like I tell anybody else: if you're gonna be a man, you better be a man all the goddamn time, He <laughs> had you out there looking like a bitch. And I know that's Deontay Wilder. He's a heavyweight champion in the world. He's a big dude. He's a big guy. He's going to knock most people the fuck out. But it's fair to say that most people in the world aren't going to go up to him talking crazy. So not only did my man have the motivation to keep his titles and get this check, he had the motivation of you talking shit and disrespecting his homeboys and him in front of a lot of people on camera. And he gave you all that energy back. He gave it all back, like I think he, he hit him so hard, it like his ears clapped. It was crazy, and yeah, man, he he made the whole Haiti look bad. And you know, apologies to my Haitians out there, but your boy was tripping. He was up there talking real reckless, and he got smoked for it. Man, I, I didn't, I didn't, I haven't seen any fights in a while, and I damn sure ain't buying because 'cause I'm cheating. But to see that that little Facebook clip, that made my whole weekend, man. It was great. And uh, another great performance happened recently. My man, not my main man, but I'm a, despite what most people think about me, I'm a big fan of LeBron, and LeBron James had an old bald-head-ass game. That's what I'm talking about. Now, he dropped 57 and came out saying he ain't with losing. And that's, that's the LeBron James that has the potential to be greater than Michael Jordan. That's the LeBron they need all the time. Don't worry about being selfish. If you got to drop 57 in order for y'all to win, do that shit. Be the 57-point man. Now, like I said before, I feel like if he was bald head, he would have had the mental fortitude. If he was bald head, he would have dropped 60. <laughs> if he go bald, if he go all the way bald, LeBron James might average 65 points a game. Let it go. Don't let them little Homer Simpson strands on top of your head hold you back. Be ball, goddamn it! I'm telling y'all, he came through. He came back with the low ski, and he's gonna be a beast this season. I'm, I'm telling you. Even though I I said the league's gonna be ass, and I still believe that LeBron, I'm you gotta I'm, you gotta pay attention to Cleveland because right now they're they're struggling. They're in a struggle package right now, but I feel like in the weeks, months, whatever to come, they're going to get it together, and I still got I still got them picked to win the East right now because because even though Boston is Boston is real good. Uh, Washington is good. Milwaukee's going to come up. But I don't see nobody really competing with Cleveland in the playoff setting. Hell, no. Nah. Because once LeBron get cracking, it's going to be on. And there's not going to be no stopping him, man. For real. And I, As I'm paying attention to the league, I'm seeing what's going on. And maybe it's bad because I'm not getting the right games because that boy, the Greek freak, is out there balling. Putting up 30, like averaging damn near triple double, putting up 37 point games and shit. But for the most part, as a whole, I'm still saying the league is weak. Now I did, I did catch a couple of highlights from the from Philly, and it looks like that boy Ben Simmons might, he might have me wrong with my pick for you know Rookie of the Year, because he should be eligible since he was injured all last year. That boy, he he on his second triple double already. Played played like less than 11 games. We'll see how far he can keep it, you know keep it going. Hopefully he keeps it up. It turns uh, Philadelphia around with uh, Embiid. I think J.J. Reddick just put up like 30-something points, so hopefully they can get it turned around and help make the East more competitive. But even though he didn't, he went the whole game without scoring any points, I still think that the rookie of the year is going to be Lonzo. I still think because of his composure and the way he plays the game, similar to Ben Simmons, but I think L.A. plays a little bit faster, and I think... He's a better, I know he's a better shooter. And I fig- I think once he figures out how to get his shot off, without them being able to jump in his face, it's gonna be game over. Because they're gonna keep pushing him and keep pushing him. And it's gonna resonate on the court. I feel like the ownership and the teammates have faith in him because of the way he makes the game easier for them. And um with the, you know, emer- the emergence of Kuzma, that's just somebody else from the dish the ball to. And if and if Lonzo don't win it, I'm pretty sure Kuzma's gonna win it. Cause Kuzma has been balling. Like the first couple of games, I didn't I didn't notice his range like that. But as I kept watching, they got this. He got, he's three and D. We're well, not three and D. He's like a he's a stretch four, and he's starting right now in place of Larry Nance because Larry Nance got hurt. So we'll see what he does. We'll see if he can um if he can keep it up, man. Because as a Lakers fan, I'm a Bulls fan first. Don't forget it. But as a Lakers fan, it's uh it's good to see them. On the upswing and hopefully building something for their future, because even Brook Lopez went off and scored like 30 some buckets a few nights ago. So we'll see. We'll see where they're at, and hopefully um, they keep this momentum going, man. Because it's been it's been cool to watch. I've been even trying to look at a couple Clippers games, but they're fucking boring. I hate to say it. Like it's cool to see Blake out there popping up these threes, and it's I like to see Patrick Beverly out there because he remind me of Currency, but <laughs> he's out there grinding playing defense. And he's excited about playing defense, but as a whole, the NBA is uh is suffering, man, and I don't know what's gonna change it, but hopefully, you know, as the season progresses it'll get a little bit better. The NFL is starting to pick up. There's a couple of teams, my Jags are surprising a lot of the people, they're winning more games than they than what people thought they would. Now, let's be real. Duval, I'm with y'all. Nine oh four to the casket drop. But Let's not play around like the Jaguars ain't playing a bunch of trash teams. They're playing the AFC North right now, which as a conference is is way underperforming what they normally do. And I don't know if that's because people got old or teams in that conference lost players, but the AFC North is not what it usually is right now. And that's who the Jags have been getting these victories against. They beat, they almost ran the table. They beat Cincinnati. They beat pittsburgh and they beat the Ravens, and they blew all of them out so the browns should be another clean sweep but hopefully jacksonville won't be the one fucking team to lose to the cleveland browns we'll see we'll we'll see and uh my bears are they're doing what we what you know i thought they would do they're, they're struggling but i like what they're doing with mitch and how they're um you know moving them around the pocket and letting them run and, and throwing a run and you know my man um how would still bruising? The, the defense looks okay. The defense looks okay, but we'll see where they're at. I'm gonna say for them, you know, obviously next year. But I want to see how they look when everybody comes back from injury, and I think they'll have something. That we'll get. Hopefully, we we'll get a decent receiver in the draft and/or free agency because that boy Mitch is gonna need some help. And one time for Zach Miller, the tight end for the Bears, because like I said. With these athletes, you got to remember, they're folks too. They got stuff going on outside of the game. And a lot of times, things outside the game affect how they play. But the game can also affect and does also affect their life outside of the game. And like my man, he dislocated his knee and had vascular damage. They had to take him to get surgery immediately to to save his leg. So hopefully he can bounce back from that and have a normal life and walk without a limp. I doubt he's going to play anymore. In the NFL, unless he goes to Canada somewhere, I think he should probably, you know, call it quits and come back and think about his life after. Hopefully he can try to get a coaching gig somewhere because with the type of damage they're saying was done to his knee and with his age, I don't see a team taking a chance on him and trying to bring him back. Like, who knows if he's going to be prone to that same injury after that horrific injury that I'm going to say he scored a touchdown on. We might have won that game, but fuck that punk-ass ref anyway hopefully he can get back and get back to life and continue to contribute to you know chicago bears football maybe be a coach or something some type of consultant because the bears are going to need it let's be honest the state of the chicago bears is terrible right now and they're going to need somebody like that around to help with the young players and make sure that they're learning the playbook right they're learning the scheme learning the, the lingo of that particular team so hopefully he can stick around as an asset to the team if not Hopefully he goes somewhere else in coaches and continues to do things with football. Because, yeah, that hurt me to see that happen to that man. As a loyal Bears fan, it hurts me anytime anybody on my team gets hurt. But, you know, it's all good. Hopefully he'll bounce back. And with that, I'm going to terribly segue on to something that's near and dear to me, man. And it's uh, keeping sucker shit away from you and keeping the good. Within. And I'll explain that by saying this. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that have things going on, and I know they they put it out there on social media. I'm one of those people. I'm trying to promote what I'm doing right now at this very second. And if you're not a person that's doing something like that, if you believe in something, and I'm not saying you got to support me, but if you see somebody you know, working hard, grinding, trying to achieve a goal, help them out, I don't care what it is, I don't care if they're trying to get a promotion at work, if they're trying to get the A on that paper, if they're venting about it, if you know about it, encourage them, man. You, you wanna have good people in your circle, good productive people. I know a number of people that are doing great things and that's why I'm, I'm trying to make it so that I can highlight a few of these individuals. And that's what I'm going to do, and that's what I'm gonna to continue to do because we need positive vibes out in this world with all this negativity and all this craziness going on, we need something positive in this world. So if you see somebody you know starting a business, find a way to support them. You may not have to actually buy anything from them, but you may be able to put somebody else on to that service or that product that somebody's providing. So, you know, look out. let's look out for each other. Like I said, I'm trying to put a, a spotlight on the friends. I might call the spotlight on the homies, something like that. But I'm going to continue to do it. I'm going to do it this week for my man Weeks, and... This guy, I I know, I asked him for something, but I know he's going to overachieve, and he's going to do it anyway. So shout-out to my man Weeks. It's going to be plugged in on the back of this because that, that's my guy right there. He's a go-getter. He's, there's nothing he feels like he can't do. And if we're in the group and we're, going to, we're supposed to be getting something done and we're slipping, he'll he's probably one of the ones like, well, if y'all taking forever to do it, I'm going to go over here and do it my damn self. And once I got it set up, y'all can come on with me. So shout-out to my man. He's a... He's a good cat. And with that, man, I, I just want to say we got to make sure we keep family close. Jay-Z said nobody wins when the family feuds or something to that. So just, you know, keep your family close, man. Try to take care of your people. Your outside, your extended family, try to build those up. Try to build those cats up, those men and women. And anybody who helped contribute to, the, to your success, try to contribute to theirs as well. Because that's the only way. We come up as if we support one another, and I'm going to continue to do that. Whether it be me trying to influence friends, employees, or even my own family, because my family influences me. Like I have, I have two lovely daughters, and just you know playing with them and being around them is the, is the world to me. And even when I'm doing something else, I look up and see one of them, and I just stare at them because you know when you have kids, that's your whole world. You know, even as they get older and they do things you don't like and you got to correct them, you still, you know, you never, you never love them any less. Even when they're babies and they're crying like, like my youngest, she's, she's a baby. She cries a lot. <laughs> she cries loud. And it, some, it gets to me sometimes because I got my, I've been around and my ears are bad and the loud noises make me angry sometimes. But I have to, you know, take that time to, um, to, to be with her and comfort her. And, <laughs> As a matter of fact, like I have this trick I do. I don't know if anybody else has, you know, out there listening has kids or will have kids. If you got like a young baby right now, like I'll try to I'll take her to the to the bathroom and I'll put her in the mirror and she like immediately stops crying. And she and it, it puzzles me because I'm I'm wondering what she's thinking. Like what's going on in her little brain when I cut this light on and she sees me and she sees herself in the reflection and she just goes to a- smile. Like, I I don't know what it is, but to me, in my brain, it goes something like this. We walk in there, and then she's like, oh, wow, it's a bright light. Wait a minute. Who are those other people? I recognize the big guy that's holding me. I see him in the reflection, but he's here holding me. And who's that other person? They're small like me. If he's holding me and I'm looking at him here and I look in this mirror who is he holding there is that me am I me I don't know I'm gonna continue smiling and <laughs> that's just how my brain works that's that's what I think is going through her little brain when she when, when I do that but it helps her out so If you have kids, you know, try that out. It may work if you have a baby, but I don't, it works for me. It worked for my oldest. It just, you know, it kind of blows my mind to see how they interact and and how they do things together. So with that, you know, take care of your family. Continue to give me critiques so I can get better. And I'll critique you on your regular life so you can get better. And if you argue with people on social media, let me know what you're arguing about so I can put it in this show, man. I can put it in this trip number five. and I can, or trip number six or seven, whichever one I do, let me know and give me this information because I'm out here scouring topics and some stuff I want to talk about, some stuff I want to leave alone. Just let me know what's going out there in the world in case I missed it. If there's anybody you want to highlight, please let me know. If they're out there doing good in the community, if they're having a positive impact, please let me know so that I can put a little spotlight on them. I know only a few people listen to this, but who knows who I may affect by putting a spotlight on you, if it's you, or somebody you may know. Because I'm all about positivity. So please, if you know me personally, hit me up in my inbox, you guys got it. But if you don't, remember, no this ride at gmail.com, all lowercase, no this ride, just like the name of the podcast. I'm also on Twitter, I got like negative six followers, but it is, uh, the Twitter handle is no play 247, and that's capital N, lowercase o, capital P L A Y. Hit me up, please. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know what I need to fix. Let me know what you guys like. Like I always say, praise is great, but critique is necessary. You guys go out there and be great human beings. Bless those who bless you and bless others who need it. <laughs> Most importantly, stay solid. Live strong out there. Peace.
1: Another dedication to my home, boy. Uh, facts that we lost to cancer. And uh, one of the episodes for uh, No playing This Ride. Yeah, I like what you're doing, boy. Keep that shit going. You know what I'm saying? So, for advisory kind of shit. You know? So, one uh, more to say. Uh, most people know me as Weeks from where I was uh, raised at Jacksonville, Florida. Around the Arlington area. With the Terry Parker, TP. Terry Parker, even though that's a a general in the uh, confederate war yeah we still got schools down here that's like that they still named after confederate generals and stuff like that in Jacksonville it's crazy but yeah I guess I'll start off from the beginning well I was born in Philadelphia actually my parents lived in Delaware and uh, Michael Jackson had a concert that night so that's the reason they ended up in Philadelphia I guess you know that night the concert I was ready to come out so Things happened. Star was born that night. Some wild stuff. Well, they originally from South Carolina. So. Then from there, they moved down to Jacksonville, Florida. So, uh, I played football, you know, as a young kid growing up. Same old stuff that normal guys do. Football, basketball, all that good stuff. Soccer, you know, whatever it was. Got to middle school. You know, I was a good I was still a good kid. I was doing a little wild stuff. I mean, you know, my elementary days, I was doing wild stuff too, but, I, wasn't, I was chain like that. We just had a little bit of affiliations with all kind of stuff, but it's okay. Well, uh, let's get to the good stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's nipped in the bud. So, you know, in uh high school, you know, I started venturing out doing a lot of wild stuff, you know what I'm saying, going off the wall. I ain't I ain't think it was wild then because, you know, well a young man thinking fast money comes easy and you know. So I uh, seen it coming, so I had tried taste a little bit of it, got a little bit of it and didn't like it too much. They didn't want to leave. Things had to change, so you know me, I was trying to get back out in the work field, you know, find easy jobs, you know. You know how regular kids start off. We started off from McDonald's and all that kind of stuff, but I started off from a, a different kind of thing. My you know, people had a a club that they uh used to own called after eleven. Most people knew about after eleven that lived in Jacksonville, Florida. If you don't know about After Eleven, that's some old school stuff, you know old school player stuff, I mean they had everybody from there, they had Beyonce, they had the hot boys, they had everybody there, man, they was doing a big trick there, they had everybody there, you know what I'm saying, after 11, I don't know if you heard about that, but yeah, so you know what I'm saying, I used to work there too, on the weekends, and um, you know, from there, you know, different job there the fast food places, you know, but I was a good player on a football team, you know what I'm saying? In eleventh grade, around four three seven, you know. That's uh that's potential right there in 11th grade. So, you know, but like, you know, I was doing some wild stuff. I just verged off on the on the wrong path and started doing other things, you know. We got caught up in a little, little drug selling, you know, the drug dealing culture. How I, most of our kids get caught up in selling weed and then from that to the cocaine, and from that to pills, and all type of other stuff like that. So yeah, it, it caught, up, caught up with me, man. Caught up with me. You know, working on my music at the same time. Went to San Diego, California, out right there with my uncle, my family, and all that. Dago is what they call it. There's my homeboys out there. What's happening to y'all fellas out there? And so ventured off, came back from Cali. I uh, got caught up in some mischief, you know what I'm saying? Got back in these streets again started making a little bit of money you know what i'm saying got a little big headed again you know how that goes got caught up man um had like a three cell charge no i'm sorry i'm sorry it was two cell charges two cell charges an attempted cell charge uh trafficking charge and uh also uh manufacturing charge and uh they were trying to hit me with all that, you know. My first my first time dying. Of, so I'm like, man. Changed my life a little bit, so you know. Can't open my eyes, you know, saying I got twenty years old looking at all that. and man, I finna go up the road for hell. But uh, you know, I ventured out of that a little bit, you know, God bless, And uh, only, only did like eight months out of that, came out of that. My mind right I had to make some money, so you know, I had to do something, so you know, so fast food, I went back to that for a little bit, but a couple of months. Um, dibbling and dabbling to the streets at the same time, so you know, it was it was hard coaching, man, you know. It was hard to get away from. And then um, after that, you know what, I, I finally opened my eyes, I got my own business. Now the emergency transportation business. Dealing with old folks, crippled folks, people that can't, you know what I'm saying, do for themselves, you know. Had government contracts, so um, I had my partner with me. Uh, he was a cool dude, man. He got me into it, man. So after after that, man, it opened my eyes, man. I ain't I ain't never looked back at the debt, you know what I'm saying? So uh, six figure a year kind of guy, um, trying to be seven, trying to put one more digits to that, you know. I'm uh, in mean, stocks and all that kind of stuff too. Also, I've been business minded ever since. So I went from that to uh, the semi trucks. Then from that, to music. It's like about everything, man, trying to open up these doors, man, Now, um, so I got a website going on, newjackcity.net, uh, get some comedic things going on, man, you know, I see it's a lot, it's a lot of comics out here, and that's one thing we grew up on, we had a lot of fun, man, What was going on, so that's one thing I'm trying to bring back, you know, so to do some good things for the city, uh, let me check out my, uh, Instagram with newjackcity.net, New Jack City Music, you know, uh, Twitter at newjackcitymusic, Facebook at newjackcitymusic, so check me out, man, you know, just a part of one of the assets of the team that we steady, steady growing and trying to get it, you know what I'm saying, but it's, there's other guys out there that's grinding hard too, you know, that I'm pretty sure you're going to do a show about it and you're going to hear about it. but um a lot of people get this uh, name, Mr. Screw, you know, they like to say... When they hear New Jack City, they're like, man, you think it's Nino Brown or something like that? Like, nah, bro, I mean, kind of a way it was like some Nino Brown things going on, I have seen, but, nah, I'm from Jacksonville. You know, you see the abbreviation of Jack, everything you see the Jaguars, so when I say New Jack City, you know what I'm saying, it's a, it's a new day, it's a new place where we at now, you know what I'm saying, coming out the bottom, doing what you got to do with a new day, that's what I mean by that, you know. But uh, other than that, I got an album coming out. Welcome to New Jack City, man. It's going to be real dope, man. Real saucy, man. I'm dripping it, man. I'm dripping it, baby. Coming soon. Single out right now called Seated. It's on every major media source that you can think of. So it's, it's out there right now. Go we'll check that out. Uh, featuring that nigga. Produced by Superstar O. Real saucy. Heat saucy. Future stuff coming out too, man. Shoebox money, man. That's another thing. I'm collabing with my homeboy, Goon. Shoebox money. Check that out, man. It's going to be some more sauce on top of sauce. I'm proud of you, bro.